The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit KMmedia.pro for complete information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our mission is to bring to you the best, most uplifting content heard anywhere. Great guests interesting topics and ideas presented with a fun, entertaining style. Please join me, Kevin McDonald, and my friends as we bring new thoughts, terrific people, and creative ideas directly to you. Please join us right now for Positive Talk Radio. And welcome everybody to Positive Talk Radio. And uh, Eric, that's a, that's a new opening that I've put together. What do you think? I like it. Uh, me too. Of course, I probably should since I kind of, you know, like made it and all. Uh, but it, it's it's uh, the the whole idea is to is to provide a little bit of energy to get everybody ready to go and 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 hyped up because we've got a great show for you today. Um, now, Eric, I know that you know you and I've known each other for like eighteen years, yeah. or more, and uh, I I you know I know that we've had women in both of our lives and sometimes i don't understand how they get it all done and how difficult it is to make everything work and and stuff and i've known friends that uh and, and sometimes you just feel like you're overwhelmed overloaded overstressed there's not enough time in the day and all that kind of good stuff and uh it may it makes it really tough for the better sex as i like to call them the better the better halves of of us, of us all and <laughs> i was going to say i think those feelings are universal regardless of your gender i th i think i think you're right and but you know it's it's in our society today it makes it very tough and women i think have a, a the tougher especially if they've got kids mm -hmm. uh with with the kids and and uh going and picking them up from school trying to manage a job uh, trying to make dinner, having the house clean, and and having all of that stuff done, and then they've got the added problem of after the kids go to bed, and they can relax, and and they fall asleep reading the newspaper in the recliner at eight o'clock at night. Reading the newspaper. Uh, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was using my mother as an example, but then. But then, but then they have the added pressure of uh, they get up and they wander upstairs. Their dog tired from the day. They've got the early to morning. They've got to get up to. And there's this guy standing there going, "Hey, babe, what you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> it makes it it makes it tough. Well, you know what? We've got somebody today that is going to help with that situation, and uh, she understands. It. She's got a master's degree in psychology. She's worked at, at a nonprofit for 15 years. She's seen the best of it. She's seen the worst of it. And in fact, it happened to her. And uh, she is now uh, working to help other mothers, other moms and housekeeper, housekeepers, oops, I'm going to get letters about that one. Uh, you know, uh, uh, women that, that feel like they've got to do it all 
and and take care of everything. Her name is uh, I'm going to I'm not even going to say her last name because I'm going to massacre it if I try. But Sasha, we'll we'll just call you like the Oprah of the uh, of the um, coaching set. So Sasha, how are you? And could you give us your last name, please? Because I'll massacre it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I am Sasha Morozov. Thanks for having me. Morozov. See, now you said that and I can get that, but I'll probably forget that But before I got to say it again. By the way, if you want to follow her along, you can go to her website, which is Sasha, Sasha uh, xhome.com. So it's S-A-S-H-A, the letter X, and then home. Dot com. It's it really is a comprehensive website, but I got to ask you, um, your mother, you've you've got kids, you've got a life, you've got actually you've got uh, oranges in your backyard, which I'm still amazed at. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, because uh, you are in California, but uh, and you were in uh, uh, worked in uh, um, nonprofits for a long time, and what decided you? to go into coaching and what was your life like before you figured it out? Absolutely. So look, I got to tell you, I'm pretty lucky in the sense that I've worked in a career that I love. I was the modern day woman. I was climbing up the corporate ladder. I was coming home. I have the husband. I have the kids. We're living in a home, beautiful life. And at the same time, guess what? My weekends were exhausting. My nights were done. By the time the kids went to bed, I was passing out. And anytime I asked anybody around me, guess what they would say? Well, this is exactly how it's supposed to be. My weekends are booked. Anytime I wanted to see a friend, it would need to be scheduled about a month out. And at some point, I said, wait a minute, why are we working this hard to just have busy lives that we probably aren't even enjoying? So that's really when I started to take a look and say, what do I actually want to do with my life? I have my master's in social work. I'm a former executive. And guess what? I love working with other moms. I love being able to coach them. I love being able to say, hey, guess what? You can have it all because you know what? The have it all is going to be your way, not anybody else's. It really is a positive approach to life that we're talking about and it really is different than what you might expect it to be because you you know i gotta ask you what is it about our society that says you've got to have it all you've got to do it all you've got to be everywhere all at one time and you and you're gonna wear yourself out and you're not gonna have any fun doing any of it um why why are we like that you know, from my opinion, we're like that because we see everybody else like that, because we see the quote unquote success as being able to juggle all of these amazing, wonderful things that are being thrown at us. We're seeing that, hey, we have more time because we have a dishwasher and we don't have to wash the dishes or we have more time because there's things automated now that we should be able to take advantage of it, that we can't let a minute go by without being productive that all of a sudden being able to just hang out is no longer hang out. It's being able to accomplish 10 things off of your to-do list. And what I say is honestly, your to-do list will always be there. The dishes, even if you wash them, 
they'll be there again the next day. That's just life. So why not turn it around? Why not do less and do more of what you love and get some things checked off of your to-do list at your own pace instead? Why is it that there are people, well, I know, I think I know why. <clears throat> and that is because the expectations of everybody is so high that, that in order they've got to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect housekeeper, everything's got to be just, just so. I know poor women that cannot sit still for a minute because they always feel like they've got something else that they've got to go do. And then it becomes all becomes about chores and about doing stuff that, that they don't necessarily want to do. Or even worse is when they have the opportunity to do stuff like to go and relax and watch the kids play soccer or something like that. You're thinking to yourself, I've got emails I've got to answer, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You can't even enjoy the time that you're having with your kids, can you? Yeah, and honestly, for some women, watching their kids play soccer is a lot more of a chore than relaxing as well. So <laughs> I what, I wanna, what I wanna say is I feel like women are just natural caretakers. And because we're natural caretakers, we're the ones that are planning the birthdays. We're the ones that are getting the teacher's presents. We're the ones that are putting together the holiday meals. So we take this stuff on because we feel that it naturally would get done the right way quicker, faster, just easier if we did it. And sometimes I gotta be honest, we kind of do it to ourselves sometimes because we overload ourselves. We don't put up the boundaries we need to. Are we supposed to, uh, you know, like uh, buy teachers uh, presents? I didn't know that was a thing. Is that? It's, a, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. I hope your kids are older, so you're good. <laughs> well, they, they are now, and fortunately for them, uh, because, uh, you know, because men, men don't think in terms like that. We think big picture kind of stuff and, and so forth. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter to us, the details, but for you guys, the details are in, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. It's all in the details. And that's why every step needs to be laid out and every step needs to be followed. And I truly believe that's why some of the time we just do it ourselves instead of asking a partner or kids or others around for help. But what I'm saying is, hey, let's just stop for one minute. Just think about five things at home that you do that really may not be your favorite things to do. And how can you proactively, instead of reactively, which is usually what happens, think about how can I make my life easier by either doing less, by outsourcing, or having conversations with those in my household on ways to help. You know, sitting here talking with you, I remember a lady that I was having a conversation with, and it was about laundry. And she says, you know, I do the laundry every time, and I even fold up my husband's boxer shorts. I said, you do what? <laughs> Why would you do such a thing? Just take him a wad, throw him in the drawer, and then him have him deal with it. Uh, so we get caught up in all the things that have to, everything has to be done perfectly. The dinner has to be perfect. The, the, the kitchen has to be spotless. The, the floor has to be vacuumed and stuff. And then they feel like they might as well just do it themselves because nobody does it as well as them. Is that right? 
Yes, yes. And my advice to that is when you're ready to delegate, when you're ready for somebody else in your household to take something on, please don't take, please don't pick something that will trigger you. If you love the dishes to be out of that dishwasher, the second that dishwasher beeps, and you know that if you ask your partner, they're going to be sitting there for the next 24 hours and you need to remind them three times before they get taken out, don't pick that as something to delegate. Start off with something small that you're not going to get triggered by. Because a lot of times women just get so fed up, we're not having these proactive conversations, so then we're just reactive in the moment. And maybe that woman is reacting and saying, hey, did you even notice your boxers are beautifully put away in your underwear drawer? And the partner may be saying, I, I, I wouldn't care if they weren't. And that would that could trigger the wife because it's true for the partner. If they were to put it away, they might just throw it in because that's what works for them. So if the wife is not able or actually at this moment willing to let go of that, don't pick that as something to delegate, please, please, ladies. But if you want something to delegate, does, to de I'll give you an example. Uh, here's, a, here's a pet peeve of mine that you can help me with. Because when I was married, <clears throat> there, I worked six days a week most of the time. I was in the restaurant business. I worked very hard. And uh, my, one of my selfish pleasures was Sunday afternoon watching the Seahawks game. And I would, and a lot of times I would sit there and watch it by myself because she was off doing other stuff. And then she would ask me to do something, and I said, "Let me watch the game, and then after the game, I'll take care of it for you." Why can't you? Why couldn't you be around to tell her to shut up and leave me alone until the game was over? And then I would do anything she wanted. But in 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 essence, so we ended up having an argument because she wouldn't leave me alone until the Seahawks game was over. Would you? How would you have handled the situation differently? I'm hoping you can tell me <laughs> well <clears throat> if only we could go back in time what i would say to that is <laughs> might have saved those... my marriage who knows? <laughs> who knows but really it's going back to those proactive conversations because guess what kevin you might have said hey you know it's really important to me for my one day off that i just have a few hours maybe you wouldn't say it in those words but that's what the wife would need to hear so they so she can honestly respect that She's not looking to step over your time. She's not looking for you to not be able to enjoy some of the things you love. She just wants to feel valued and she just wants a partner. So if you actually said to her, you know, I would love if you were to sit with me to watch the game because this is something I enjoy and I'd love for you to enjoy it with me because I heard you say that you most of the time you did it alone. Then right. one of the things that could happen from that is she might feel closer by sharing something you enjoy. And then you would have an understanding that this time is kind of sacred during the football season. And afterwards or before, those are the right times to be able to do other things around the house or whatever else it may be. Apparently, you never met my wife. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just joking, dear, um, wherever you are. Um, and no, it, it, you're right. It would have been very helpful. Of course, it would have helped if I didn't say, leave me the hell alone. I'm watching the game now. Um, if we'd have made a, some sort of a deal, some sort of a compromise. Because sanity in the in the house makes a great deal of sense for everybody involved, don't you think? Absolutely. And you know what? That's one of the things that I love. I love being able to coach women to love their life at home. That's what I'm all about.
out. I believe a woman's home should be a sanctuary. So even while you're watching the game uh, in the living room, let's assume you're in the living room watching the game, she has a space in her home that also feels like her space. And she has the freedom to be able to go to that space and be able to read a book or be able to relax in whatever way that looks like for her as well. That would have been nice. I would have been happy if she would have just gone and read a book and left me alone. That would have been that would have been a darling of her. Uh, but the, but enough of that. Um, I, I I love your message and I love what you do. Now let's go into your background a little bit. You were in a nonprofit for fifteen years. Uh, what were you doing there? Yes. So I've worked in different nonprofits for the majority of the time for almost a decade. I've been working in ending homelessness in Los Angeles, and I've been fortunate to work and be a case manager, working on the street, doing outreach, working my way up, worked in lots of different positions. But I cannot tell you how much it means to me to be able to help somebody get back into housing, because housing to me is a human right. Well, and I will tell you that uh, in Los Angeles, like that there is in Seattle, um, that particular job will never end because you're always going to have homeless people and it's always going to be a difficult time for them. But in, right now, it's a really difficult time for them. Um, so I applaud the work that you did there. What are some of the things you learned about taking care of people and getting them in the right situation and that kind of thing in your work in the nonprofits? Yeah, so I would say one of the biggest things I learned is just how fortunate people are that have somebody to fall back on or how fortunate people are that they have everything from savings to just good health and good health care as well. Because a lot of the things that I saw are so preventable. It's not because people are using substances. It's not because they're just doing whatever all day. It's really hardworking people that get behind one month and then one month turns into two months or they have to take a leave because they're taking care of their sick child or mother or whoever, or they've been laid off. There's so many different stories and none of them look the same. And at the end of the day, I feel like it's our responsibility as well to make sure that we're providing opportunities for people, not just people that need them, but people who have been working hard all along, people who just need some sort of assistance. The majority of people that are experiencing homelessness have not been homeless for that long. If we can just get to helping people get back in housing, then we would be able to prevent so many other things that stem as a result of it. Oh, I, I agree 100%. And, and I want the audience to think back. Think back in the midst of time, because there was probably, and I think there is in almost everybody's life, where something goes wrong, followed by something else, and you either lose your job or you get sick and you can't work, and you have to go to a family member, a good friend, somebody that you trust, and you say, look, I'm having a really tough time. I need, I'm, I'm out of money. Can you help? Can you help me do so? And most of the time, those people are there for us. In my case, it was my family. Uh, there were two specific times where my sister came and saved my butt because I it was wintertime. I had no oil in the furnace, and I was running out. of. I had to leave the house, and uh, she came, picked me up, and took me to her place. But if they didn't exist, 
And that's how I think homelessness happens to a lot of people is that if they don't have that infrastructure, that, that group of people around them to protect them and there is nobody, isn't that how they end up homeless in a lot of cases? In a lot, in a lot of cases, absolutely. We all, we all are not perfect. Things happen. And there's so many times that, again, it could be preventable. And there's so many people that have exited the foster care system as well that really have nobody to fall back on. And I believe as a society, we can do a better job. There are so many laws that we can change to benefit people. There's so many things that are already happening as well in the in the state of California, in the country, that we are moving in the right direction, but it's going to take time. It took us 20, 30 years of bad laws and all of this mishigas to get us to where we are. So if we've been focusing on this, like really heavily investing in this, in the last about, I would say, 10 years since Obama, for sure, and especially with at trying to end veteran homelessness, really in the last 10 years, there's been so much movement and we've had so many people and we can do so much more. We just need to keep going. And remember, this is a long-term game, not a short-term game at all. So, you know, I'm looking at you and I have the benefit of being able to look at your smiling face. <laughs> and I know what kind of a positive person you are because we've, we've talked uh, previously and I really wanted to have you on the show because I think everybody can benefit from the positive energy that you bring to the table. How did you get to be so positive? What, what happened that you, did you take a positive pill in the morning? What is, what is this? I so appreciate that. I think that is honestly one of the, my, my best strengths. I love the life I'm living. I believe others should love the life they're living. And I feel truly blessed with everything I have. And just like my work in the nonprofit, I will tell you that I am a strong believer in that I do not believe we all start out on the same, in the same place in life. But my goal is to make sure that we get equal opportunities. So I'm here. I want to make sure that even if I could bring a smile to someone's face, plant a seed, an idea that, girl, you can have it. You can have that life you're thinking, that you can have that life you're even afraid to be thinking about. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, you're right, because now that I'm thinking about it, we all start out naked and afraid when we're, you know, when we're born, because we all we all start out with the same starting block, if you will. And we get the opportunity to then, um, you know, based upon the family situation and stuff for it to either go really well or not well and stuff like that. But there's a point in time when we get to take responsibility for who we are and for what's going on with us. You did that. And you're encouraging other women to do that as well. Um, and you provide steps for them to be able to do that. But before we go into your steps of how to do that, I want to ask you, what's it like when you're working with somebody that's homeless and they're feeling destitute and, and then you're able to provide them with a place to live? That must be nice. Listen, they do the hard work. I'm just there to make sure the opportunity works and get the paperwork through that needs to be through. It's the people. The people are the ones that are really doing the hard work. But there is something really special when somebody walks into their own apartment that really is just theirs. I've seen families do it and the smiles. I've seen veterans do it. 
tons and tons of time. I've seen a whole building go up as permanent supportive housing and on move-in day. It, you just can't experience something else. I encourage anybody to get involved with their local shelter or local nonprofit organization so you can experience it as well. There's so many ways that we can all chip in to make somebody feel welcome back in their home as well. You know, it's a crime that uh, there can be, and I'm sure that, that you've met lots of kids that you helped uh, find a place for them to be, that this was the first time in their life they actually had a room all by themselves. Stability. Stability is so important. To me, shelter, food, water, clothing, it's just what is a necessity. We need to stop treating it as a privilege. It's a necessity, people. I want people to enjoy life. And to me, how can you start that? How can you even talk to people about enjoying life if they're in survival mode? Because when you're on the streets, you're in survival. You're not able to let yourself think months ahead, years ahead, how things are going to look like later on. You're thinking about today because that is where your mindset is at. Because rightfully so. Because you might have to stay up all night just to make sure your stuff doesn't get stolen. You might have to sleep in a car and not really make sure you're sleeping because your kids are sleeping and you want to make sure they're able to sleep. There's so many things that we don't recognize that happens. But when people are able to walk in, people are able to lay their head on their own in their own bed, in their own place, they're able to move from that survival mode to really thinking, okay, how can I start to rebuild my life? How could I add building blocks to make sure that I get to the next step? And then, and then the next step can be just as challenging. And the more that you do, the more that you want to do, and the more that that you're expected to do and then eventually you end up in a place where you're feeling run down and beat up and you can't you, you don't really enjoy anything anymore because you're doing everything if somebody comes to you and is in that frame of mind how do you help them well first i tell them take a deep breath because probably you're doing too much as it is so tell me what is it that you've done even just today, because I'm sure there are things that we don't recognize that I would applaud women in just being able to get through the day, of just being able to get their kids fed out the door and into school. To me, I'm like, heck yeah, girl, that's a check mark already. That's <laughs> awesome, all right? There are so many little things that we just are so caught up in thinking that it has to be these like grand gestures that that's how we feel validated. Or when our partners bring home flowers because they see the hard work we're doing. But I'm saying, guys, it's the little stuff. And I just wanna make sure you're doing the little stuff that you love as well, because I wanna make sure you're feeling the best that you can. See, I'm, I'm learning a lot on this show. So we're, we're supposed to bring flowers? <laughs> Kevin, you're killing me. <laughs> Anybody who's listening as you're driving home, go to the store, buy your wife some flowers, all right? <laughs> I, okay. Uh, no, and I'm just I'm just kidding you because, you know, that that is the one thing I've always admired about, especially single moms, how they get it all done. Where they've got a couple of kids, 
and they've and they've got the school to prepare for, especially with COVID. Um, and they're staying home and it's, it's, it's really is a challenge for a single mom to get it all in and to make it all work. How do, do you work with single moms as well? I work with anybody that is ready to work with me. Primarily I do work with working moms that are, that have a partner at home, whatever that partner looks like, but absolutely single moms, my goodness, beyond trying to do it all, they are doing everything. Forget trying to, they're doing everything, whether it's by choice or not by choice. Guess what? So many props to that because at the end of the day, they have no choice but to keep going. Even if they feel run down, even if they have 20 million friends they can call and just be like, this is so hard. Guess what? They still get up and they still keep going no matter what. And I commend that so much. Why don't they call a friend? In a lot of cases, they don't. Is it because of our pride? Is it because we feel like that everybody else is doing this, so I should be able to do it too? Is that what, what reasons are there? Why do we do that? I think women definitely reach out to other women. I think that sometimes the conversations, we do not allow ourselves to go that deep. We don't allow ourselves to be that raw because we want to make sure that if we say it to us, if we say it out loud, like, oh man, it's reality then. So maybe if we just kind of just Google it once in a while or keep it in our head, then it's not that much real. It's not that much that is going to affect us. When we say to others, then guess what? People are going to hold us accountable. That is one of the reasons I always try to tell people, as you're trying to change anything about yourself, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to have next level life at home, whatever it is, if you have an accountability partner, if you're telling somebody, this is what I'm doing, you're much more likely to get there because you already said it out loud and somebody is going to call you to remind you, hey, how you doing on that? And that is maybe uh, is all that you need to just keep going. Oh, that's the biggest mistake me people make is getting an accountability partner because then then you have to do what you say. And you know, we're, we're so good about saying stuff and then not following through and doing it. That if you've got an accountability partner, and they really love you, which is the only, that's the best kind of kind of accountability partner to have is somebody who really cares about you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when somebody cares, they have your best interest in mind. And it's a lot harder to say no to them. It's a lot harder to be like, well, they no, they just don't understand. No, no, no. no. If they know you, they're going to call you on your stuff. They're going to call you and say, nope, nope, that's just an excuse. So I definitely recommend whether it's a life coach, whether it's an accountability partner, a therapist, there is definitely someone and someone that fits who you are that you should work with. If there are things that are coming up for you that you're thinking, maybe I should pay attention to this. You know, it's interesting because uh, I know people that are wildly successful. I know a guy, he makes six figures a year and i'm not talking low six figures i'm talking like crooked numbers that are that are fairly high he's got a financial coach he's a financial planner and he's got a financial coach because he's smart 
he's figured out that you can't do it all, and it's important to have somebody else looking in from the outside say, have you thought about this, or how about this, or just to call and say, you said you were going to do this. Have you got that done yet? That's and that's so the accountability partner or a coach is a really good idea for everybody, I think. Absolutely. And this is what I say, especially to working moms. Think about it. If you're on your at your job and your supervisor or a colleague, anybody says, Oh, there's this new management course. I think you should take it. Because you know, I know you want to be a better manager. Everybody takes it. Everybody says, Of course, I want to be a better manager. But why do we not invest in ourselves like that in our personal life? Why do we not invest in ourselves of how do we become happier? How do we come home and not feel exhausted? How do we not, how do we stop the chaos? How do we become the woman other women are talking about and saying, hey, how does she do it? Why are we not investing in our personal selves the way that we would invest in ourselves if it was work? Well, we would, but we don't have time <laughs> we're, because, because we're behind schedule and we've got too many things on our to-do list and, and, and we, can't, we can't all get it done and we fall asleep at 8 o'clock at night and, 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 stuff, and stuff like that. So it, it, it's, a, and it's kind of like a snowball effect, isn't it? It, it? Once it gets rolling downhill, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until, until you have some sort of a breakdown. Yeah, and that's why I say, why, why are we waiting till the breakdown? Because look at your life today. And if that is not enough for you, how much longer are you going to put up with it? Is it any different than three years ago, than one year ago? If it's not, guess what? It's not going to be any different in another year, in three years. Why wait that long? Don't you want to change your life today? Isn't it time that you put yourself first and commit to your own well-being, to yourself. Yes, time is crucial. But guess what? Taking the time now saves you so much time and a headache and issues and fights later on. Now, Sasha, there's somebody out there that is going to say, oh, Sasha, 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 you just don't, you don't understand what, what I have to deal with. And, and you're, you're pie in the sky and, and, and yeah, you're, you're a beautiful girl and you got a wonderful house and you got, uh, you know, and, and, and everybody's, you've got birds chirping and you got oranges on your tree in the backyard. And, and so you don't understand how tough it is, but you do, don't you? Of course. And that's also why I say I'm talking to the women that have watched the YouTube videos, that have looked on Pinterest, that have Googled everything or read books about how to do this, this, or that. And what I'm saying is the reason it's not working is because it's not individualized. If you're Googling, how do I have more time? How do I get my kids to listen? How do I make my home organized? Whatever. Okay, why has that not worked? Because it's not individualized, because it's not created, especially for you, because it's too generic. And that's why we feel like failures, because we see something and we say, oh, okay, so we must do that. And when we do it and it doesn't work, we come back and say, okay, then it must be me. I'm saying, but that's just not the right fit for you. And no matter where you've been, no matter what you've experienced, I want you to be able to step forward. I want you to be able to step into who you're meant to be. And that is what individual one-on-one coaching does. It lets you be that person. 
And look, I have not probably experienced half of what some people have experienced out there, whether it's good or bad, but that doesn't matter because what it matters is that I believe in people and I believe that they're able to do it. And I believe that you're right. That, uh, that that people are capable of doing amazing things if they just have a little bit of knowledge and know how. Um, and but I also love the, the your work. I was looking through some of your uh, the folks that you've worked with, and and they're they're glowing in in the type of results that you that you're getting them. One one had a toddler and twins twin infants it's like i don't know how anybody you're knee deep in diapers all the time if you've got twins and a toddler and uh in stuff so it it's it's hard for people and and it would be really cool to be able to work with somebody that can that can help them out um and and to uh and to give them a, a different perspective because uh, we all could use a different perspective i think and because right now for some folks it is really tough out there do you agree Absolutely. My goodness, we're still in a pandemic. There's so much going on. There's so many awful things in the world. But at the same time, there's just as many blessings. There's just as many things to be grateful for. And it's just about the way that you're choosing to look at it. So if you get nothing else from listening today, at the end of the day, I just want you to write down three things you're grateful for. And I guarantee you, if you do that for a week straight, you're already going to be feeling better. Did you know that that's part of the law of attraction? Oh, I love the law of attraction. I am definitely like, put it out there and it will come to you. In, indeed, indeed. And that, that is that is very much part of the law of attraction. Whereas if you write it down, you're putting energy behind it. If you put energy behind it, you're putting positive energy behind it. And if you, and positive energy tends to manifest. It can if you choose for it to be. Is that, is that your philosophy? Absolutely. Why not? My husband thinks I'm crazy, but that's okay. I'll tell you a quick little funny story. I had eye surgery about like two months ago. And after the surgery, the next day, go in to check up. And the, the surgeon said, you know, I, it just, it went so smooth. And I was like, thank God, because I didn't want to be blind, all that. It went so smooth. And he said, you know, it normally doesn't work that way. And I said, well, yeah, because I believed it would. I, I knew it would. He's like, but I always think that I'm going to do a good job. I'm like, no, no, no. I believed it. I put it out there in the universe. And he's like, all right, lady, whatever. It went well. <laughs> so, put oh, it out I, there. <laughs> you know, I am at... <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting that after the surgery, he said it normally doesn't go that well. And you're, I'm sure if he'd have said to you prior to the surgery, well, you know, we can try it, but that just doesn't go that well generally. And, and it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a problem. You probably wouldn't have had the surgery, but uh, I'm, I'm glad you did. Are you feeling better? Yeah, feeling great. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So if somebody wants to work with you, how do they do it? Absolutely. If you are a working mom, please head on over to Sasha X Home. You can download the five steps to coming home happy after work today so you can feel a little lighter and a little brighter. You could book a session right on the website as well. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to hear how things are going for you. Can you give us a couple of those five steps? Absolutely. So the first is always mindset. 
The first is always mindset. Because what I see is that by the time we get home, guess what we're thinking about? We're still thinking about work. We're not unplugging. And that's actually one of my biggest tips for women as well for morning routine. When we get up in the morning, what do we all do? We check the phone, which I get. I, I, I'm guilty. I hear you. When we check our work email, what happens when we do that? When we check our work email in the morning, we're already jumping from being at home to being at work. And even though we're not replying, we're saying, I'm going to get back to Bob when I'm in the office or when I'm at my computer. We're thinking about Bob. We're thinking about that email. Even if that email is something that could just be taken care of 30 seconds later, we're still thinking about it. So now our morning routine is filled with work and things that are going on versus enjoying our time with our family. And that, to me, is just a non-starter. So it's the same thing after work as well. You got to unplug. And that goes through it as well of just ways to unplug, ways to walk in and also have realistic expectations. I know I can tell you sometimes I have this great plan. I'm going to come home. Everybody's going to be quiet. We're just going to have a peaceful dinner. They're all going to be so thankful to have their mom. <laughs> and then I walk in and it's exactly like every other day. The two boys are fighting. My husband's still working at the computer. And then there's no food inside for dinner. Okay. So one of the other things I always tell women is expect the chaos. If you haven't changed anything, you can't expect to walk in and, ex and think that tonight is going to be different. Tonight, everybody's going to get along. Well, guess what? That's where the work comes in. You got to do the work for things to change. Now, me and my brother used to fight all the time. I know most boys do fight. How, 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 uh, what's the age difference between your boys? They're five and a half years apart, but I feel like they're like five days apart sometimes. Oh, that's, that's, my boys were three years apart and they fought like cats and dogs. And there wasn't any uh, way that we could stop them from doing that. Do you have any secrets that you'd like to pass along? Now that they're 30, they, they're, they're better, but. Oh, goodness. I'm still learning. I'd love to hear other people's secrets. But what I will say is giving individualized attention goes a huge, huge, huge way. Even spending five to 10 minutes with each kid just shows them that, hey, I'm valued, I'm respected, I'm cared for. So if you're able to do that even once a day, even once a week, even, Start somewhere because they, they, kids need to feel loved. And with the fighting, put them outside. All right. They can duke it out there. As long as I, nothing gets broken inside, I'm okay. As long as they don't need a tourniquet at the end of the day. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. Cause then boys will be boys and, and they're competitive and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but, and so can you give us another one? Uh, so far, what I've learned so far is, don't come home with that, with unreal expectations and keep your cell phone in your pocket until you're ready to go to work. Absolutely. And also, you got to be able to have time for yourself. All right. So guess what? If you're walking in and you're feeling triggered, if you're just so exhausted every single day, then I, I really encourage you start even just once a week doing something for yourself on your way home. So whether that means even just stopping by Starbucks or somewhere to just 
give yourself a break to re-energize. Listening to a podcast, listening to the radio, listening, calling a friend. But my caveat with that, guess what? It is that if you're calling a friend, okay, and you're just going to go down the gossip route, don't do that. Call somebody else, all right? If you're listening to a podcast that's going to make you cry, don't do that. Do that another time. I want you to get into the right mindset, all right? So what is going to get you to be in that happy zone? What's going to get you to be in that happy zone? Maybe it's calling a friend that is a comedian. That's, you know, if you talk to them, they're going to make you laugh. That's who you should call on your way home. Not the person that's just going to complain about everything in their life to you. Well, and what you can do is every every Wednesday at 4 o'clock as you're driving home, listen to Positive Talk Radio because we have lots of fun here, and we talk about good things, and we can and we can help you. So it's uh, so Positive Talk Radio is on three times a week on uh, a little quick commercial, if I can. Uh, is on Monday at 9, uh, Wednesday at 4, and then Metaphysical Friday is noon on Friday, obviously. But uh, we, we like to have... And the reason I wanted Sasha here is because she's a very positive young lady. And, and she's also, I don't know, you can't tell from her, her accent or lack thereof, but she wasn't even born in this country. She was born in a whole other country. And uh, she came here when she was, what, nine? Is that right? I was eight. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, we, immigrated, we immigrated from, at the time, Soviet Union after the fall of communism. And I feel very blessed. I feel incredibly lucky and thankful that we're able to come to the U.S. It's it's like a dream come true. And that's something I want to say that I find so interesting is that, you know, in my community of immigrants and family, my husband's an immigrant as well, is that just the appreciation for the United States. It's, it's so huge. And we're so thankful that we can be here. It is and I, do you remember much time when you were in the Soviet Union? You know, I don't remember as much, I guess, as I should. I don't know if I just, you know, block it out. But we lived in Moscow and it was really, really, really cold a lot of the time. There's lots of snow. <clears throat> and, you know, for my husband, he immigrated from Moldova. So he really was like in a little, we call it shtetl. So it's a... It's like a little, little town, like not even indoor plumbing town. Like, so for him, it was a much, much different experience for me because I lived in a city. It's a lot more to understand. But guess what? The first time we went to a supermarket, we were those people taking pictures by the fruits and by these aisles because that was so, so nuts to us. It was so new that there you can have stores that are just filled with all of these groceries like we I literally think I still have the pictures of us next to like the fruit in the supermarket I think people don't don't maybe understand those kind of little nuances that those are the type of memories I really remember well I can I can imagine that uh, in Russia where it's a little colder not having indoor plumbing and have to you having to go to the potty at three o'clock in the morning could be a rather chilling experience yeah yeah, yeah, he's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be so. See, we uh, here do not necessarily take we take for granted a lot of the stuff that we have that we just it's 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 like when the COVID started and uh, 
Everybody decided, I don't know why, but everybody decided that they needed toilet paper. And so they bought all the toilet paper that they could carry. And and uh, I guess that's our priority is to be able to, to have toilet paper. But, but in, it, so that became a great big deal because it's so rare that we don't have things on the shelves. We can go have, we're lucky, we can go have anything we want virtually anytime we want it. And uh, even if we don't make a lot of money, the government will subsidize us so that we can make sure that we have some some stuff. So we're very lucky here in this country. And, and uh, if you, being in the, by the way, the Soviet Union, for those of you that are a little younger, used to be, uh, it was a communist country that they controlled uh, after World War II, they controlled the eastern part of Europe, including uh, half of uh, Germany. Um, and there was eastern Germany and western Germany and, and so forth. So the Soviet Union was a bit of a um, totalitarian regime. And so the, the freedoms were very limited there. And so going from that place to where it is wildly free here, that must have been kind of a shock. Yes, yes. And for me, also being a Soviet Jew was very eye opening because, you know, my family was not able to practice Judaism. And my parents obviously were born at a time where you couldn't practice Judaism. And my grandparents were born at a time before the war. So they experienced their own tragedies during. So, you know, when we immigrated and we really started to talk about being Jewish and all of this stuff, I was like, what? It, and now just learning so much more, not even about Judaism, but just about Soviet Jews. It's so interesting. It's, it's night and day. And absolutely that you know, there's, there's a lot to take from that as well. So now you, you can, if you choose to, you can go to temple and not have anybody write your name down as you're walking in uh, and, and stuff. And you don't have the KGB or, that are talking to you and stuff. Exactly. You don't have anybody following you. You don't have to hide that. Oh, this is a family heirloom because it's something Jewish and it's just, it's the opportunity. It's the opportunity. I know religion, feel, however you want to feel about it, feel about it. But for me, I think it's something so special. And again, being able to be in a free country that you can choose whatever you want on such a variety of just being able to walk into a synagogue or being able to walk into wherever, wherever you practice is such a privilege, such a privilege. It really is, and uh, I, I, for one, would like to thank you for for being a positive influence in in all of us. And and you are you really are. You, you didn't start out that way because when you were eight years old and you were coming to a new country, you had no idea what you were going to find here, and it must have been a bit scary for a little girl like that. Uh, but yeah, you, didn't you, speak English. Didn't speak English. Had definitely off the boat uh, clothing for many many years, and just kind of just went. With it. But I was also someone that just never really cared. You know, I made my own way. And, you know, if you were friends with me, you were friends with me, you weren't. Okay. So I wasn't the most popular. That's okay. I didn't have the newest clothes. My parents weren't able to afford it. But so what? So what? I still got to make my own decisions. And you still ended up, you see a lot of kids that that may have been, you know, difficult for them, but you still got to college and you still oh, yeah. graduated from college 
and you've you've worked in a bunch of ways to help a lot of people over time, and I and I think that's just awesome. You you are an incredibly Im- positive immigration story, and uh, I like to highlight that because I think most immigration is positive, not not how oh, yeah. it is being portrayed by by some. Would you agree with that? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think immigrants are incredible people and I love that America is a melting pot. I love the fact that I can learn so much just from my neighbors and that I can eat such different cuisines within like a few blocks of my house and I can learn so much culture and history. And that's what it's all about. It's not just staying in your own little lane. It's about being uniquely you. And guess what? And being putting yourself out there, learning new things, meeting new people. There's so much. There's so much to enjoy in life. A lot of us wait, and a lot of us think that. Well, you know, once I get through this, then I will go ahead and and enjoy life. Or once I get that done, or when I. But then it never happens, and we live at the end of the at the end of our lives. Which, by the way. Don't let anybody leave your house without saying you love them because like I found out this last summer when my mother passed away suddenly, you may not get the chance. So to make sure that you have the opportunity to say to people that you love them, take care of each other every day and always, you know, have a smile on your face. It is so easy for people to walk around with a frown, it's, but it's no fun. It's no fun. So be, be, be happy. Have a smile on your face and call Sasha because she can, if you need some assistance, she can help you with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so appreciate that. And again, let's just have more fun in life. Let's just enjoy life. Your website again, my dear. It is Sasha X home. Head on over. I'd love for you to join the community. It would be it would be awesome for you to oh I, one of the things I wanted to mention to you or ask you about and we've only got a minute or so but uh, you also got a uh, a group meeting that you do absolutely I have a Facebook group where I go live every week and share some tips and tricks and that is moms taking their lives to the next level at home mom to say that again moms taking their lives to the next level at home. You can find that on the website as well. And that is a Facebook thing. Yes. It's a free Facebook group. So come on, join me there. Stop on by and say hi. You know, that is becoming one of the things that COVID is bringing is it's bringing online stuff like zoom and others that are being able to utilize this forum to get a bunch of people together who they might otherwise never meet. They're from different cities, they're from different circumstances, and they have the opportunity to meet like-minded people, which is really, really cool. And I'm hoping that that, if anything of the COVID becomes a good thing, I hope that that continues. Do you? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are so many amazing groups for anybody, no matter what your interest is, or if you just need a little bit more help, advice, or a community, we're all in it together. Find your community. Find your community and a a like-minded group that you can uh, enjoy. And and, and I'm sure these don't turn into uh, bitch sessions, but I'm sure you handle problems and talk about the, the, the things in life that are. And by the way, if you're a gentleman out there, 
and you want your wife to uh, uh, be a little bit less stressed out all the time and have to more to have more time for herself, you might want to give her a present. And I know exactly what you should give her. So, uh, uh, Sasha, your website one more time. Sasha X home. Yes, I'd love to chat with you. And I agree. I think it's an amazing present because it's individual. It's individualized. Yeah, it's one of those things where you say, honey, here you go. You need this. <laughs> I need a coach. What are you trying to tell me? So anyway, uh, it's it's been great fun having you here. And thank you so much for, for doing this. It's It's been awesome. So um, and you have a great day, everybody. Take care of yourselves, be good, and be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you next time on Positive Talk Radio.